bow your head, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. It gives us understanding. We do not walk in darkness. We have the light of light. We are doers of the word because we have your Holy Ghost. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Say aloud, Amen. Alright. Now I want you to pay attention. I'm teaching on something very, 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 very important. Something I've titled, Guarding Your Heart Against Spiritual Apathy. Say that with me. Guarding your heart. Or personalize it. Say, Guarding my heart against spiritual apathy, greed, and carnality. Tell your neighbor, say, Guarding your heart against spiritual apathy, greed, and carnality. Glory to God. Abegili, how are you? It's good to see you. Jess, how are you? It's so good to see you. I thought I'd wear my jean jacket today, but <laughs> glory to God. It's so good to see you. I've missed you so much. And I kept telling you, when I come back, glory to God. God has something to say. God has something. You know the song? Alright, let's start again. Personalize it. God has something to say to me. God has something to say to you. Listen, listen, and pay attention for God. Second Samuel chapter 11. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 5. But before you open your Bible, I want to explain the concept apathy to you. The word is A-P-A-T-H-Y. <laughs> A-P-A-T-H-Y. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defined the word as Lack of feeling. Say lack of feeling. Some ladies understand it, don't you? When a guy is, you know, trying to get your attention, he's doing it. Do you realize that it becomes any activity that projects, listen, that projects favor towards you, but you have no feeling for you, get irritated by it. How many of you have observed? The guy likes you. Ruth, you understand. Nine more years, Abby. <laughs> the guy likes you. Or, or Isaiah, the lady likes you. And then you have no feeling towards the person. You get irritated, isn't it? And all the, the worst is when the person wants to start calling you cute names. And you're like, Apathy is lack of feeling. So, there is a way that you can have lack of feeling towards the things of God. And when people are trying to project favor towards you and make you be fervent about them, you get irritated. Listen, you can bring yourself to that place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can, you can literally walk yourself to a place. And many of you ladies know this thing. When you have a crush on a guy and he's not giving you attention, so you decide, I'm going to walk away from my feelings and lose feelings for this person. 
What it means is this. There are certain activities you can do that will make you lose feelings for the things of God. Now, whilst your attempt to lose feelings for a guy might be deliberate, the devil has a goal. So, if you are not properly taught, and if you do not pay attention, if you are not looking at the vital signs, the devil will be doing certain things, orchestrating things in your life, that will make you lose favor for the things of God. Listen, can I tell you something? Many of us, and as you will see in this study, have gone through those activities that have made us lose actual feelings for the things of God. Spiritual apathy. The word means to lose feelings. It means to lose emotions, to lose interest or concern. There's just no concern anymore. Did you pray this money? No. You are not disturbed. There was a time when you lose your, when you miss your time to prayer in the morning. Even though you have another time of prayer in the night, in the afternoon you look for somewhere and you pray. There was a time when you do not read your Bible for one day. The next day you read what you were meant to read yesterday and what you were meant to read today. There was a time that if you miss your fasting, you will punish yourself. You will fast the whole day. And now you are not so concerned anymore. There was a time you had burden for souls. Now it's just, I know that I should win souls, but then, listen, it means that spiritual apathy has set in. You just don't know it. And you don't know what to do. Because you know that you are meant to be doing this thing. You know you are meant to be praying more than you are praying. But you are not doing it. A man that is just drowning and going down and knows not what to do. What I'm teaching you today is how to guard your heart against it. Because, listen, spiritual apathy is the work of the devil. And he has an end game in mind. And so, just like you were unaware when he came to web you and bring you to where he has brought you to, he's not. You, you see, here's the problem. We think that that's the end. We think where we are now is where we'd always be. This state of laxity, we think that's where we'd always be. It's a lie, oh. It's a lie. Listen, this is not your worst state yet. That's what I'm saying. The devil is going somewhere with you. Listen, God was going somewhere with you. Then you stopped. Then the devil picked you. He took you back. But he's not... Listen, he doesn't leave you where he met you. The Bible said their latter end is worse than where they started from. That's what the devil is about. Jesus said when the spirit is cast out of a man, the man is clean. He can house God. He can house divine glory. But he does nothing. Then the devil sits down on his matter. Gathers seven other greater demons. Come back. And his latter end. Are you hear what I'm saying? So God started something in your life. Then you stopped. Then the devil took over. His goal is that your latter end. Listen. Here's the mathematics. One, was, one demon was cast out of the man. But the devil is not joking with you. He came back sevenfold. Are you hear what I'm saying? And even the Bible says, the latter end of that man. If your favor has gone down, the devil has a plan seven times worse than where you started from. 
That is, this guy was in the world. When, have you not seen it? That the person is now doing worse than they were doing before, before they became Christians. What they didn't used to do before they got born again, they are now doing. Have you not seen it? Backsliding people. The guy didn't used to smoke before. Now, and before he became a Christian. But now that he has left the faith, now that he has backslidden, he's smoking, he's drinking, he's clubbing. You're like, that's not who you were even before you became a Christian. You've seen it in the world, you've seen it in the life of people. The devil is not joking with you. When he picks you up and he starts picking you backward, he has a long journey in mind. And so what I'm teaching you today is to deliver yourself from that place. How do you know when spiritual apathy has set in for you? Listen, when the things you used to do, you do them no more. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? You used to fast once a week before. Now, you eat full time. Full time. Your fasting days are the days you eat the most. You used to read your Bible. You used to study. You used to take notes. When you come to church, you used to pray before the service. Every week before the sermon, the Holy Ghost tells you everything the pastor preached. Now, you don't even have an idea. The gift of God, spiritual gift used to manifest in your life. Now, nothing. The only thing remaining is tongues. And even tongues, we beg you to speak it. Those are signs. Those are signs. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You used to have burdens to pray. Then they've gone with the wind. It's not that God has left that realm of operation with you and moved to other things. No. Are you hear what I'm saying? You're the one that left. You used to have dreams, prophetic dreams. Some of you used to have songs. All of those things have ceased spiritual apathy. They're just not concerned. The word, one of the synonyms of the word is in curiosity and just not curious. Before, if you didn't know what God was doing, you'd be concerned. What's, what's, what's the Lord doing? I need to spend some time. I need to connect. Now you're just, you're just not curious. Open your Bible to Second um, Samuel. I want you to read from verse 1 to verse 5. Second Samuel chapter 1 Chapter 11, verse 1 to 5. Are you there? Please open your Bibles very quickly. Are you there? Everyone is not there. Second Samuel 11, 1 to 5. Are you there now? Read together, 1 to go. Verse 3 together, everyone want to go. 
नेक्स्ट बेस बेस फाइव एवरीवन वांट्स टू गो नाउ लिसन टू मी द टू थिंग्स आई वांट यू टू पिक फ्रॉम दिस स्टोरी आई वांट यू टू पे अटेंशन वेरी वेल बिकॉज़ वी आर गोइंग टू प्रे वर्स 1 सेज एंड आई रीड फ्रॉम द एनआईवी ही सेज इन द स्प्रिंग एट द टाइम व्हेन किंग्स गो ऑफ टू वॉर से द टाइम व्हेन किंग्स गो ऑफ टू वॉर Now listen. One of the things you might have realized is that we might live together but our timings are different. Because when you look at verse 4 for example, you'd see that the Bible says and now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. So the woman was doing what she should be doing at that time of the month. However, David her next door neighbor should be doing something else. Why she should be in the house? David was not meant to be in the house. Are you hear what I'm saying? So, one of the things you have to learn if you are real and and if you if you think back, you realize it's true. Your timing is different from the timing of your colleagues, your neighbors, your family members. And so for them for example this is holiday time to rest but you used to use your holiday to read books to listen to sermons to spend more hours praying it was during the holiday you took opportunity of the night season to pray so we might all live together we might all be friends but our timings are different There is what we should be doing at a point in time. Are you hearing me? So this was the time when kings go to war. But David decided, I'm just going to stay back. So let's say, for example, a few weeks ago, Lady Mia and I got married. Glory to God. Yeah. And let me say, some of you, you know, you guys actually showed up that day. Thank you so much. It was it was so nice, right? So that particular day, you knew, ah, this weekend is booked for me. My pastor is getting married. I have to show up. Friday you were there. Saturday you were there. Sunday you were there. Just going back to back, walking, doing different things. And then on Monday you show up at work or every, you know, and then you are like, and then you just realize everybody continued. on monday where they stopped on friday and like wow i mean my weekend was eventful and you guys just continued like nothing happened and so they are like ah, how far now like man i'm so tired they're like ah, ah you're tired on monday what happened you know the best thing might be telling you you know what since i entered my house on friday i did not come out until today and so you realize that although you guys are colleagues your timings are different your activity your engagements are different that's what i'm saying so for you it was a time of commitment to a particular activity for them it was a time of holiday chilling and you must learn from that experience that this is holiday for everybody but maybe not for you 
Maybe not for you. Maybe this is a time to take that three-day fast that the Lord has been laying in your heart. That you've been saying you would do since January. Maybe this is the time to begin to stretch and grow in your prayer fervor. Maybe this is just the time to stretch from praying 30 minutes a day to 45 minutes. Maybe this is the time to actually read your Bible. Something you've been planning to do since January. You've said you'll finish your Bible. You started in January, you stopped at May. Maybe this is the time to sit down and say, I'll read six chapters every day. Maybe the Lord has been saying, finish the book of Romans. You say, I will do it, I'll do it. Everybody says holiday. This is the time. Take advantage of it. That's what I'm saying. Are you hear what I'm saying? So, it was the time for kings to go to war. I, I know what I'm saying. Meaning any king that doesn't take advantage of that window loses. Can I tell you something? You'll be a fool to think that those that are going to be great in 2022 are sleeping now. You really... I was listening to Papa yesterday and he said, you know, his son was telling him, you know, you have to take it easy. He said, if I took it easy, you won't meet me here. I take it seriously. That's it. If I really took it easy, I won't be here. Listen, do you think the son is devil? He just thought, I mean, come on, look at everything now. Look at everything. I mean, what do you want to do? You literally have one of the biggest churches in the nation. And even those that have, your sons have mega churches. Big, big. I mean, you have one of the biggest churches. Your sons to have the biggest churches. Then in the entire world, you are the richest pastor. That is white, black, Caucasian. Every you, a you. Okay, what are you looking for? You have thousands being saved every day. Hundreds of thousands under your ministry. What exactly? Calm down. He said, if I took it easy, I won't be here. So it might be time for holiday for others, but not for you. Listen, your, <laughs> your lack of prayer life cannot make you have holiday. That's what I'm saying. And listen, can I tell you something? What you must learn is how to balance things. It's holiday, it's holiday. Are you sleeping 24 hours? No. Let's say you choose to add additional sleep time to your time. You decide that during the day I'll sleep extra four hours. Fine. I'll eat extra. Fine. Take time. One hour, I'll pray. You put a playlist. You, you put songs that will stir you. Then you begin to pace around. You, you create an ambience, an atmosphere that stirs it. Few minutes before then, you are praying a sermon. It's stirring you. Is telling you you are praying in other tongues so that you are not doing that when it's time to pray. I don't feel like if you stay yourself, I hear what I'm saying. You decide. Can I listen? Let me tell you something. If you know anything about working with God, and if you know the plans that God has for you for 2022, you will know that there are two things you need to do at least. That for the mission, the work that the Lord has for you, you have to pray more. That your prayer life has to be on fire, literally. 
And if you are going to achieve the things that he wants you to do, you have to walk in faith. Ah, you have to walk in faith, though. You have to walk in faith. He has said, you know, you have to sponsor the gospel, do missions. You need money, you need faith. He has said you preach with boldness, you flow in spiritual gifts. You think it's by like that? Listen. And this is this is what this this was the pitfall of many of us this year. God said you do mighty things. You did not pray about it. Because the question is, listen, the question is this. How much more did you learn about prayer this year than you knew last year? How did you structure your life to be more prayerful this year than last year? How, listen, oh, so God gave you a vision for something big. And you know, if God, if you are going to walk with God, you have to walk by faith. Did you learn faith better? Are you better in your operation of the faith work? Did you arm yourself with better knowledge, stronger conviction concerning faith, so that you can do bigger things? No! So you didn't learn about faith at all. And you wanted to work with God at a bigger level. Can you see the folly? So, you are carrying the same attitude to next year. God has said, this is what I'm going to use you for. You haven't even truly built conviction in your heart. You are not fully persuaded. You, you can't say being confident of this thing. So the question is, have you built persuasion concerning what he said he would do with you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, like Abraham, God said, go and kill your son. Abraham reasoned that if God has said Isaac is the seed, forget it. If I would slaughter this guy, God would bring him back. Where did he learn it from? Where did he learn resurrection of the dead from? From who exactly? Who taught him? Where did he see it? Let me tell you. Forget working with God if you don't plan to grow in your faith work. Because you know that if he has said it in, from his own anguish, it's done. But you must build conviction. Can I tell you something? If you cannot walk by faith, you can't walk with God. Though. So, some of you, if you were Moses, you're in front of the Red Sea, you part the Red Sea, you can see the water standing tall like this. You will not cross through. A wall of water standing on this side and the other side. What's your guarantee? I mean, what's your guarantee that water is going to be standing on its own? It takes faith. So even when God does the first miracle, you say, uh-huh, do the others. So that will be sure. Do you understand? It's fine. You made the water stand and you trap yourself. Now build wall from here to the end. Let me know that nothing can make quite crossover. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying?
the time when the kings go for war. So, God has said he will do something with you in the year 2022. And you think, I'm just going to wait until, oh, 12 midnight, happy new year, and then I'm ready. We're going to pray. Listen, you're going to pray and you're going to say in the name of Jesus, my faith work takes a different That I build so much conviction that no matter what God says, I will do. That there's such a drive, the sponsorship of the Spirit on my inside, that I don't look back. I hear what I'm saying. That my devotional life is going to be on fire. There's literally fire on my altar. That every lukewarmness vanishes. You hear what I'm saying? The second thing we are going to learn from this story, look at verse 2 of that um, story. It says, One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around his roof the roof of the palace, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was beautiful, and David sent to find out about her, and they said she's Bathsheba's wife, and David sent a messenger to her, and she came to him, and he slept with her. Now when you read that story, there's a temptation to picture it differently from how it happened. You think what happened was that the kings were going to war. David's like, I'm not going today, just go. And then David was just sleeping throughout the day. I mean, it was holiday period. And then um, he woke up. And then he was walking on the roof of the house. And then he saw a woman beating. I said, ah, wow. Eh? Ah, ah. So get her for me. So she came into the house, listen. And then he's like, Let's get out to business. And then he had his way with her, and that was all. That's not what happened. Listen, complacency doesn't happen like this. It starts gradually. So, you, 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 many of you have watched these Roman movies. When they are going for war, they're like, Awoo! Let's go! Hey! So they are shouting and they are charging and they are going. And David is like, oh, Let's go. All these formation. Let's see the fight that is important. So everybody shouting, he's just going fire. Give him a truck. He gave himself. Isn't it? Everybody's praying. Hey! The important thing is the tongues at me. All this vibration is formation. They're like, rejoice! Everybody's spinning. They're like, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You even begin to sing another Because in your mind, he that prays in the spirit prays well. That's it. You give thanks in the spirit, you give thanks well. So, you, it has started. You just don't know. They go for the battle, he fight, he comes back. They are coming back, they are chanting, they are excited, they won. Everybody's vibrating. It's like all these things. We want, we want. There's no people. You know? For all of this. So he comes back quietly. He drops his things. He goes. Next battle. He's like, guy, don't worry. Just, just go. I, I want to do something. 
I have some things I want to clear in the office. Let me just. I probably even come after you guys. Come with the second battle of, of soldiers. Have people give you excuses about something you truly know they have no plans to do what they said? Apathy. 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 It started gradually. The problem is, it makes sense to the person that is giving the excuses. Listen, never in your life give excuses against what God has said to you. Never. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never. Let me show you something. Look at Luke chapter 22. You don't have so much time. I'm going to pray very soon. Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. Luke twenty-two thirty-one. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Simon, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He says, But I prayed for you that your faith fails not. Now, listen. Listen to what's happening in the spirit and what's happening physically. Physically, Jesus is telling them, I know your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. I know you are tired. I know you truly want to pray, isn't it? We are tired. I know you truly want to read the Bible. What? You read it later. I know you truly want to evangelize. We are looking for an opportune time. That's what, that's what seemed to be happening physically. You are tired now. You've been out all day. Uh -uh. You've tried now. But what was happening in the spirit? He says the devil desires to sift you. So he carries you, shakes you, shakes you, shakes you. Activities will be in front. Substance has gone. You get what I'm saying? So there's no true substance. So even the small time you have to pray, power is not stirred up. There's no discernment. You are not changing things in the spirit. You are not receiving any leading. And you had a prayer session. You get what I'm saying? So there's activity, but the main substance is lost. You read your Bible, no information, your heart is not stirred, no conviction that is built. You listen to the same one you are on Instagram. So you pick one or two things, but no conviction built. So you are living there with no true substance. He says they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. So you've listened to the whole series on faith. But your faith life has not been moved forward. You listen to that series because someone else listened to it and said, my life changed forever. Now you have listened to it, but nothing happened. There's form, no substance. The problem is not with the sermon. It's that the devil desires to save you. Half of it you were chatting. The other half you were sleeping. And you are wondering why the sermon did not bless you. The true thing happening, you must look at it from the eyes of the spirit. 
that the devil is sifting you. He leaves you with activities, he leaves you with excuses, but no true substance, no true power. Are you what I'm saying? So that Peter now begins to deny Jesus. He swore that he did not know Jesus. At the point, he started cursing the people and swearing that he does not know Jesus. But look at when form and power came back. The Bible said with boldness. In fact, at the point, they were now telling him to not declare it. He says, who should I obey, you or God? Now the power is back. Now he's back to form. What he tells you is this. You can get back to form. You can get back to form. But what did Jesus do? He said, I prayed for you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you miss the true essence of that story, do you realize that Jesus prayed for Peter, for Peter still fell? Do you realize it? Let me tell you why. Because Peter did not do what he was meant to do not to fall. So for many of you, I prayed for you. But if you don't do what you are meant to do, you will still fall. Look at Luke 22, where we're reading. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I read verse 31, right? All right. Look at verse 39. Are you in verse 39? I can't hear a response. Are you there? He says, and he came out and went and his as he wound, sorry, to the Mount of Olives and disciples followed him. Verse 40. Read together, I want to go. And when he was at that place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. What did he say they should do? Pray. I prayed for you, but you need to pray. It's not enough that you have been taught. You now know it's the work of the devil. You must pray. Hmm, you get why? Are you hear what I'm saying? He said, pray that you get not into temptation. So that's what you need to do. This is not the prayer. Listen. I mean, he was praying and he said they should pray. Don't, don't be senseless. Jesus was praying with fervor, was gingering, he was raising his voice. The Bible said that his sweat was as droplets of blood. Then you, you sit down and say, God is in my inside. Yahweh is inside me. Eh? <laughs> Stay yourself! I hear what I'm saying. Stay yourself. Pray that lukewarmness out. Pray that coldness out. Pray those excuses out. This is not the time to say God is on your inside. God is not inside Jesus. But he was praying. When he was done, the Bible said the angel of the Lord came to strengthen him. His prayer was not without power. What he was praying for, he got. Finish. I hear what I'm saying. You can accentuate those desires of the Spirit on your inside. That's what prayer does. So that when you pray, let me tell you so what you do. You are praying out those desires. You are praying out those cravings. Many of you don't know how to handle spiritual apathy. I will teach you. The Bible says, walk in the spirit. 
and you would not fulfill the desires of the flesh. What's he saying? You focus on things of the spirit. You give attention on them. You interest yourself in them. You stay it up from your inside. What would happen? You would choke that carnality out of you. Jesus said, pray. Do not enter temptation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pray. If you are going to be studious, pray. If you are going to evangelize, pray. If you are going to be generous, pray. If you are going to be a man of faith, pray. So, that temptation, that struggle. Listen, before you'll be tired, you'll be praying. You'll be exhausted, you'll be praying. Now you're giving excuses. I've told you what spiritual growth is. It is growth in the in, of the influence of the Spirit of God on your inside over the influence of the flesh. When you are done praying, let me tell you what will happen. There's that energy inside. That unrest. I can't be sleeping now. Have you been sleeping and you woke yourself up and say, am I, what am I doing? How can I be sleeping for this long? And then you start praying. Walk in the spirit. That's what you do. So, what you do is you are accentuating those desires. Such that you are not indifferent. Do you get what I'm saying? You are, there's, there's something inside you. I must pray. I must pray. I must read my Bible. Do you understand? Tear up the energy inside of you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Paul was talking to the church in Colossae. He said, Set your affections on the things above. Let me read it from the Amplified. Colossians chapter 3, and verse 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, Set your mind and keep them set on the things above. Do you get what I'm saying? On the things above. So, you are no more giving excuses. You are no more thinking and evaluating things from the carnal realm. You set your affection. You keep your mind on things above. So, get ready to put back those structures that enhanced the manifestation of the Spirit in your life. Those consecrations that enhance the manifestation of the Spirit in your life. Get them back. When is your prayer time every day? So, before, when it was devotion time, you stand up and pray. Now you just, gradually, first of all, just tune in, but not pray. Just be listening as if we are praying to you. You are receiving prayer points to answer them. Then he now graduated to when is devotion time? Just look at your alarm. Smooth. Stop. Before you used to smooth it, then five minutes later, when it rings again, you tune in. Going, the devil is going somewhere with you. Then he now move to you be snoozing twice. Then he now move to when it's time, you stop it. Then when the devil now came to live in your heart and build his home in you, you now put you now deleted your devotion alarm. Your excuse was there was no network in Kaduna. Now, network has been restored. 
but somehow because he lives in you, Johnson, he lives in you, Aya. <laughs> you didn't put it back. You just look at it. Time for devotion. Okay. Ah, who's doing today? It's even AY. Ah, that's good. That guy he likes doing so. He put it off. Who's doing today? Ah, it's Pastor. Oh, married man. That's all. Your prayer life is in the mud. Therefore, some of you that the devil is going to hand over the, his kingdom unto. When it's like five minutes to the end, you now join. Then after devotion, ah, thank you so much for I was edified. So you don't tune in anymore. You just do other things. Then shortly after devotion, like five minutes after devotion, you upload your WhatsApp status. Just wait. Everything that was online before devotion is still there after devotion. But you choose that devotion time is the time you want to scroll through Instagram. He's working on your case. Sifting you. Restore the structures that enhance favor in your life. This, this, the sermons on your phone have not been listened to at all this year. You can't keep doing that. Take advantage of the holiday season. Some of you, your friends are back. You call them, guy. Let's be praying. Let's take a retreat. Three days. We'll pray and fast. The church, the church is available. You can literally come and pray. I, do you get what I'm saying? You can literally... Can, can you imagine? You can literally come and pray. Let's say you are saying, ah, if I'm praying at home, they'll call me to watch. You, can li- you literally have the church. You can come and pray. you must choose to want to do it. You must choose to respond. You must choose to learn better about prayer. You must choose to learn better about faith. He has said you preach the gospel. You must learn it. You must read your Bible. And then when would you read your Bible? When, when exactly is the time when you would read your Bible? Let me tell you something. Do you realize that none of us died when there was no network in Kaduna? What it means is you can actually be off Instagram, off Facebook, off Twitter, off Clubhouse, off WhatsApp and be alive. There was nobody we had to rush to go and see in the hospital because there was no network. Guess what also? The world moved on. Don't kill yourself. Read your Bible though. Don't be giving yourself excuses. Some of you, there was no network. You didn't read your Bible. You did not pray. I'm going to pray. And we don't even have as much time as I want us to pray. But what I want you to do is take the time. Do you understand? You can find one corner. Tell yourself, this is it. This is it. This is it. 
Those things that have been holding me down, this is it. Let me, can I tell you something? Some of you, is the worry about money. Some of you, all your thoughts about 2022 is I must blow. I must blow. I must blow. And whilst that's not bad, it now stands in the way of what God would want to do. So, you have no agenda for prayer. You have no agenda for reading your Bible. All, you, all your goal is this. Or maybe admission. That's, that's all you want to do. Don't you realize you don't achieve goals you don't set? 